Hi guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of 343. I'm your host, AF. Uh, today I am joined by my co-hosts, Riaz Parker and Mubin Ahmed. And also joining us today is a good friend of mine, Odua Solani. Odua is a die-hard Liverpool supporter. And yeah, good, good to finally have you on, man. Like, yo, it's, it's been a long time in the making. Um, but yeah, how's, how's everybody doing? Everybody good? Yeah, good man. Um, I'm glad to be um, to be finally on the on the podcast. Um, as you mentioned, it's been a long time coming. Um, I know you tried to get me on once, um, but I had some personal issues. Um, but then, yeah, I'm glad to be I'm glad to be joining today. Yeah, I mean, excited excited to have you on. Uh, yeah, some some yeah. nice content for us to get through. Uh, but <laughs> firstly, uh. Normally we have a, a icebreaker for first timers on the show. It's been a while since we actually had a first time on the show. So, Odua, uh, who is one footballer from your rival team that you would wish could play at Liverpool? Never dare. Dare. Yep. Um, Are you talking about prime day or, or current day? Prime, there's, prime, there's, there's prime. A not, there's a difference. Not, 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 not past weekend day, no. Not, <laughs> not past weekend day, but prime day. Like, yeah, I think I, I think he's the only player that I would love to have on my team. I'm from a rival, if we're speaking like um, hardcore rival. And then the other rivals are Man City. Um I would have loved to have Holland on my team, but yeah, it didn't happen. We went for went for Nunes. Uh, <laughs> got Nunes. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna, we're gonna speak about that during the during the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like seeing seeing that we're on that topic, let's let we might as well just start with Liverpool then. Uh, we can go go backwards in the results, uh, starting with last night. Uh, what do I? You can. Give us your review of the game last night and what what happened there? Like what what transpired last night? Because that wasn't a Liverpool team that I got used to watching over the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I, I got worried when I saw the starting lineup, right? That's that's that was the first alarming point. And I saw the starting lineup, I saw the bench, um, I saw that Matip was was injured, um, Cater injured. Um yeah, so the, the only striker that we had was Nunes, um, Firmino injured, um, Jota has been injured for some time now. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the bench was looking very thin, man. Um, and I started, I started getting worried when I saw that starting lineup. Um, and then when we started the game, we started well. I was, I was, I was happy just that um, I was hoping that we'd convert our chances, which we didn't. Um, until Zaha scored that goal. Even then, after Zaha scored that goal, I, I still felt like we will will get into into the into the game as the as the half progresses, but yeah, man. Uh, and then the the Nunes incident happened. Um, I think I, I think that guy needs to. I don't know. I think he's still new in the Premier League. Um, he, he he's gonna get provoked um, by 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 defenders. It's it's gonna happen. That um, that was not um, one isolated um, incident. It's gonna happen next week. The other week. 
So he, he just needs to, he needs to sort out his attitude. Um, yeah, man, I think that was the only, that was the only bad point about that game. I, I liked how we played after he got, um, he got the red card. Um, this, the, the team started believing the, um, the, the crowd that's behind the, behind the team. So yeah, I was happy. Um, but the, the overall um, result, yeah, I was happy with that. But yeah, the, just that one incident um, with Nunez, I felt, I felt like he, he let the team down there. Um, um, yeah, so I think Klopp is going to have, he's going to have a chat with him. Yeah, the Klopp, next week or two. Klopp, Klopp actually looked quite, quite upset last <laughs> night because, I mean, he, he got sent off and then the guy's still arguing with players. He's still arguing with the referee and I'm like, it, it looked like Every he was time. making it worse yeah. for himself. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Every time, every time he was, he felt like he was fouled, he argued with the referee. That's not how you do it. Yeah. Um, you just, you just need to pick yourself up and then, yeah, and then play, man. Um, and I, I could see like with every foul, he was getting agitated. Every foul, he was getting agitated. And I knew that that, that, you know, that red card was coming. At some, I thought it was going to be a yellow, a yellow card. Um, yeah. I was shocked when I saw like the, the red card. And then they played it back into the, um, into the highlights. But yeah, um, yeah, that was very disappointing. Yeah, it's, you mentioned that... Um... Once they went down to 10 men, then that was uh, like a proverbial kick up the backside that they needed because they actually started to, to ball then. Um, right. yeah. it's, it's not the first time that we've seen something like that happen with Liverpool, though. Like their backs are against the wall and then they pull it out of there. Um, Always happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's, it's, it's expected more so at Anfield and you could feel the crowd behind them and everything um, but Palace had their chances as well like I mean even even after they were down to 10 men Palace had the had their chances to to wrap the game up but uh, yeah clinical finishing is what was not one of the strong suits last night for both teams I mean on another day Salah uh, converts and, and, he, and he bags a brace uh, but yeah he seemed like out of sorts as well last night. Yeah, Zaha especially had a lot of chances yesterday. Yeah. I'm sure he was, he was after the game he was kicking himself after that. But um, we also had some chances. I think Salah had a couple of chances um, um, that we could have that we could have converted. Um, but yeah, it wasn't to be, man. Um, I'm just worried now for the next few games. Um, we have United coming up. Um, we're still not. We're still. We're still not sure. We're still not sure who's fit and who isn't. Um, we're gonna have to play someone in that striker role. I'm not sure who, um, but it has to happen. Um, is Bobby in? Uh, how long is Bobby injured for? It was supposed to be two weeks, I think. Um, he might be back, but but we'll but we'll see. If if it doesn't happen, I think I think Klopp will just play Salah like up front and Diaz, and then maybe put Elliot on the on the right wing. Um, if 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 Keita is fit, might join Henderson and Fabinho in midfield. Um, I think yeah, I think that's that, that that's what might might happen next week Monday. But yeah, we'll see. Man. Is it just me or yeah. just uh, go ahead, go ahead, Mubin? No, I just, I just want to come there. I mean, um, when we did our, our season preview a few weeks ago, I remember uh, Nikita uh, Odua. I'm not sure if you know Nikita, but she's one of our other panel members. Um, and she said she 
she was obviously happy that the season's going to start, but she was a bit concerned that the the engine room or midfield, so to say, um, is a bit thin. Um, yeah. So, do do you see um, Klopp or Liverpool uh, making one or two signings before the window closes just to bolster that midfield? Because um, you're obviously seeing seeing uh, the you know the squad being a bit thin now with two or three yeah. guys being yeah, I, I was I was mentioning that actually to a friend um, of, um, I think looking at yesterday um, I, I'm glad that it happened like um, two games into the season instead of um, when we can't sign players um, happened when it happened some, some, sometime in November or December or something I'm glad it, hap- it happened after two games um, so that we 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 feel the need that we need to sign another midfielder. Um, I think I, I was I was very impressed with with with, with Eze yesterday. I'm not sure how his contract is looking, but I was very impressed by that guy. <laughs> I've been watching him from last season. That I think if 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 some team does not does not snatch him now, um, he's gonna become very expensive in the future. But yeah, man, I'm 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 hoping we sign one or two players, um, especially in midfield and maybe another um, another centre back. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just hoping that um, after yesterday's um, draw, um, the guys go go and 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 look at at um, midfield options. I think I think also the centre back uh, problem well, problem, but the centre back issue next to Van Dijk is a bit of a hit and miss thing because when Joel, when Matip isn't playing there. Um, yeah. Then all of a sudden, there's problems that come in randomly. Um, Phillips didn't really play that well. That's why they took him off, I suppose. Um, yeah. But I think that that centre back pairing of of Van Dijk and Matip, when, when that's not there, um, a little, little, little bit shaky at the back. And then that's why I think that's why they bought Konate, right? Um, but yeah. then <laughs> he was he was looking good in preseason. Um, it looked like. There was Gomez. We had options in preseason. Gomez. We had um, Matip, um, Van Dijk, um, and then yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then Konate, Phillips, um, and then just in a matter of weeks now, <laughs> we're looking very thin. So I think we we, we will have to have another option um, um, in defense. Someone who's a solid, yeah, um, I... Premier League defender. Um, I think. Yeah, it, it, it has to happen. I like I'm just going to theorize at this point that Liverpool are not going to buy another defender. They will end up using Fabinho in defense again. <laughs> and they like like granted, Fabinho didn't do badly as, as a defender. As a central yeah. as a central defender, he was actually quite quite good. Um oh, very good. Uh but like yeah, like like you said, the, the the midfield options are super thin, so like th- like Klopp doesn't even have that luxury. But I, I remember him giving a a, a presser the other day, an, an interview, and they asked him about midfield options, and he didn't sound too confident. So mm. it's it's also what uh, what what the club can sanction and can have to to wait and see. Uh, yeah. But yeah, moving on. From Liverpool, uh, there was a, a very heated game of the weekend uh, with Chelsea and, and Tottenham Hotspurs. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, that game was was crazy. Like, if, if you missed it, like, at least go watch the highlights. Like, it was 
thoroughly entertaining. Uh, but Riaz, did Spurs deserve that point? Um, we have so many questions regarding officiating in the league and like what was a card and what should have what goal should have stood and what what was your takeaways from from that game? Um, proper old school, old fashioned, uh, rough and tough Premier League game. There, eh? um, it was interesting to say the least. I, I, I sure to the original question that you asked about deserving the one point uh, is a bit of a loaded question because Chelsea outplayed us the whole game. Uh, they completely outplayed us. Um, our midfield was nowhere during the game. Uh, with Conte's system, it's a bit difficult for our midfield to actually affect the game. Because uh, there are only two there in the midfield, we played either the wingbacks or well, with, the, with the forward mostly. Um, so when you're outclassed in the midfield, it's difficult to make a comeback in the game. But uh, what I will say is that um, Conte changed the formation during the game. So we, we started out with a three at the back, and he made a change, and we, we were getting outplayed off the park. Luckily, Chelsea didn't score more than one goal because Conte made the change the, to a 4 4 2 formation, and we scored after that. So Deserving the point, and then they scored again, and we came back and we scored in the final minute. Uh, whether it should have been a foul, whether it should have been a corner, you know, that's officiating issues. But um, I think we deserve the point the, the way we fought back. And last season, we would never have come back. We would have probably lost 2-0. Um, but now that you can see that the Conte has taken the squad and tried to um, instill some sort of fight in them, which he shows as well on the, on the touchline um, quite clearly. Um, so, which now it's it's brilliant for us because now we can fight back from one one all down to one down um, and get a result from a game when we don't actually deserve one, uh, which is great because Richardson came on. Also, the, the substitutions is has been big. The recruitment this season you can see already in the second game um, makes a massive difference because we were able to bring on Richardson and he came with a lot of energy, a lot of fire, which we needed in the game because we were nowhere before that. Um, so, just to have that depth in the squad now as well is going to only lead us in good state of play for the future. But yeah, lots of officiating decisions that I think we'll get onto in, in the next podcast. But um, a bit of a hair pull, which should have maybe been a foul. A bit of... Uh, should have. Yeah, a bit of other things as well. Uh, but, um, <laughs> <that's>, we're <laughs> Yeah, no, that that was definitely a foul, one hundred percent. I don't, I don't even think there's a great. Yeah, with the foul nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. We called it a bit of a hair pull. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't want to make it sound like he was committing like abuse or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys have anything to add about the game? Yeah. I watched it. Um, Luckily, I said that this was entertaining. I mean, that's when it's, that's what you want to see from from you know the football game, uh, and particularly the top six, so good top six that they actually going, you know, um, head to head, uh, and not just sort of like trying to play the game, close the game. Um, you know, before I mean, if Mourinho was the EP <laughs> Park in the past, um, hoping for a point. So you want to see attractive uh, attacking football, and that's what we saw. It was a good, a good spectacle, and uh, yeah, a spectacle after the game also with Tuchel and uh, Kante. <laughs> yeah, the the memes, the memes. Yeah, I've I've been having it. <laughs> I was I was very happy about that. Um, <laughs> the altercation, the altercation between Kante and. Um, 
um and uh and um, i'm too sure um yeah. i was very happy about that i i like that that rivalry um yeah like it, it, sh- it should be a derby man no 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 one should be should be smiling after the game um it should be should be fights there should be tackles there should be red cards that's the stuff that i like that's what i expect when i watch like uh a man united and 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 liverpool and everton versus liverpool or arsenal versus chelsea that's 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 what um i look forward to so that stuff um i'm happy i want to see them um on the <laughs> on the return leg and and see and see what happens they shake hands or something yeah um but yeah i was very happy about that yeah it's it's sort of gone out of out of the the league so to say um you know if you go back 15 years ago 20 years ago you know you you had that rivalry with uh, sir alex and, and arsen wenger and rekin and and vera and um so it sort of when that era sort of came to an end sort of went out out the window and uh, that's kind of refreshing to you know see it back um albeit with, with another era but you know yeah. the is that 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 want to to win and, and not give an inch um so yeah so i guess it only does good for the game and for the league yeah 100% 100% uh speaking about uh sir alex and manchester united you you know it's the time of the show we've been we the spotlight <laughs> is on you the the, the the time the time for you has come to shine <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just not going to pitch up one day and he's just going to be like okay, yeah. it's, it's a love-hate relationship man <laughs> like, he, like I, I don't know I don't know where it is right now because like he still loves the team but I don't know Mubin, what's, what's your take on the current situation at United it's, it's I don't know it's pathetic that It's the only way I can describe it. Absolutely pathetic. Um, and I don't think anything at Tenag is to blame at all. Um, I think the board's to blame. He was obviously made promises when when they approached him. And, you know, he, he had a short list of players and particular players at that. And nothing has come to fruition. I mean, we've signed a left-back. a free transfer um and a center back and a center back so he hasn't even used up his according to the coaches but he hasn't used up his allocated funds that he was promised um and i mean we had a, a whatsapp chat the other day like and i mentioned to you how do you go from beginning the transfer window or be, beginning the season from being linked with a guy like Nunez to making a bid for Marco Anatovic. It is absolutely bizarre. Um, yeah. We're chasing a guy like Frenkie from day one of the transfer window. And then you read uh, a report today to say that they told Barcelona that they're retracting the offer. Um, no, it's not retracted. It's expired. So they have expired. to formulate a new um, offer now for him. <laughs> um, then, I mean, I, I see today... We're willing to offer Jamie Vardy a one-year contract only. Take it to leave it. It's it is absolutely crazy that. But it it, it just like, goes to show that like the 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 higher ups are still trying to like 
pull the strings. Like so much for the manager having free reign. The higher ups are still coming in and then like, okay, no, we want you to do this. Because I mean, like Ten Hag is known for his like trying to get youth in, like to go with a younger, younger blend of players. Uh, Jamie Vardy is not a Ten Hag signing. Like, <laughs> like 100%. Like, you yeah. cannot convince yeah. me that Jamie Vardy is an Eric Ten Hag signing. Um, but yeah, no, go ahead, moving. Obviously moving. not. Um, and you know, he's, he's also come from a background where, I mean, I'm going to go back to his previous club, Ajax, where he didn't have to deal with things like this. He had a board consisting of Edwin van der Soe and Mark Overmars, if, um, um, if I stand correct. And they dealt with these issues. They dealt with a short listing of players and uh, scouting and all of this. He managed the team, which is, which is why there's a manager to make sure that the results are being, you know, they get the results on the field. All of a sudden, he's thrown into into this situation, he's got to throw throw names out. Um, and and it's, it's not even the world-class players who've been linked with guys that are falling off the wagon, has-beens whose careers are sort of coming to an end, guys who don't, you know, don't fit at their clubs. It's, I don't know, it's, I don't see a way out of this. Uh, about an hour before we started recording now, I read a tweet that United are in for Moises Saicedo from Brighton. Um, I saw that. We were linked with him a year and a half ago for four million pounds. His value has now quadrupled. I mean, I think uh, they, they're valuing him at about like 16 to 18 pounds now. But at, at the time when we were linked with him, the board said that no, he's too expensive for an unknown player. Four million was too expensive for an unknown player. <laughs> and yeah. they're willing now to pay 16 to 18 million instead. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, there's no planning at all in this football club. And like, I will back Eric Ten Hag until the day that he leaves the club because I know that he has a process, I know that he has a plan. But he, as long as the current system is in place, as long as the hierarchy is the way it is at, at Manchester United, I feel very sorry for him. And I won't blame him if he just picks up the phone one day and says, I'm out, guys. Like, I can't work like this. I'm done. If I can, if I can ask you guys a question quick, right? How, so you guys are in the situation now, obviously. How before the end of the transfer window do you get out of it? Or like, what's the? How do you? Where do? Where do you start to like get? Yeah, out of the situation where? Okay, well, I suppose we, we two games in, we don't really know what the situation, I guess, is um, in terms of the the on the pitch um, performance. Uh, but how? But but the two games that you guys have played so far have been really so far. So. In terms of on the pitch play, how, how do you how do you guys solve this this, this problem by trying to get results now out of nowhere? Like never mind the backroom stuff or, or like you know, okay, I'll give you blind players, but like how like how do you get the performance on the pitch so quickly to turn it around? Well, moving you want to go first? Yeah, I'm just gonna answer part of it. I think you can answer why have you been so poor. And you, okay. you just have to look at our engine room. I mean, you can't go 100%. into this into a season with Fred and McDominay. 
a problem that has been there for the past four or five seasons that is that has tried to be addressed by you know the past managers but not being addressed by the board because they refused to sign players um when Rani came in he said or oh, he actually uh, identified five players of the board outright said no when he left he told them you this ten you guys need to get in at least ten signings to start an overall, but nothing has been done. Why did you call that so, open heart surgery? Open heart surgery. So, <laughs> yeah, you can answer the rest of it. And then he got sacked. <laughs> he said that, and then, then the glazers were like, oh, 10 players, nope, it's okay. Like, and you can enjoy your Austria job. He was supposed to go yeah. and be become like some sort of director who was supposed to sort out the club or something. The sporting director, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he was basically supposed to work with Eric Ten Hag looking for a way forward and he identified the way forward and the owners thought the, the higher ups they didn't like what he had to say. <laughs> they, I actually thought that was genius to to well at the time when, when I hired him, I thought it was really clever to time for the rest of the season so that he could actually identify things that need to be changed or whatever. Yeah. Um, to take the club forward and then put him in a different place next season because he's not a manager and get in a good manager and let the two of them take the club um, yeah. further. I thought that was uh, that was I thought that was going to be a really, really smart, but um, didn't turn out that way. Again. Yeah, because I mean, like Rangnick, this this is his forte. This is where he excels when he's upstairs, when he's identifying talent, when he's uh, looking for a, a way to like make a club better. I mean, look what he did with RB Leipzig. He took them from what third year of German football to to the Bundesliga, and look at Leipzig now. They are a mainstay in the Champions League every single season, and that's all thanks to like his um, scouting and just the way that he he, he ran that um, that that talent identification for the first team. Um, and it, it could have could have happened at United, but obviously. They they look at what uh, would suit their pockets more than uh, what would actually benefit the club. Yeah, yeah I think so... it's going to happen because I read that um, some of the supporters are going to boycott some of the games, yeah. so they're not going to attend. Um, do you think that's going to happen um, this this coming week? Well, there were talks of of it being the United game, which is on Monday coming. The Liverpool game. Um, Oh, sorry, yeah. the Liverpool yeah. game. That's what I meant to say. The Liverpool game. Um, but I mean, the, these things have happened in the past. There's been uproars and... and I won't lie. I won't lie. And, if half the stadium... And and yeah. If half the stadium... I'm saying that if half the yeah. stadium is empty on Mon- next week, Monday night, I think that will hit the owners quite hard. Because sponsors... And yeah, uh, any any yeah any company associated with the club, they will yeah. take that as uh, as as a very very black mark. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like I'm I'm hoping it happens. And I mean that the the online campaign has been like super successful. Uh, it's been trending for the past week now, almost a week uh, on Twitter, and uh, I've seen posts on Instagram as well. So I, I think the the following and um, all, all the support online has been good, but I mean it's down to the match going fans. Like, uh, are those season ticket holders willing to give up their seat for the night? 
uh, seeing that they paid for their ticket already. Um, we're going to have to wait and see. But um, I, th I think last season as well, there was a protest before the United-Liverpool game, and then the game actually got postponed. Uh, I'm mm. actually hoping that that doesn't happen this season mm. because I feel like if that does happen this season, then United will end up forfeiting the game and Liverpool will be awarded uh, the, the three points. points. Um, yeah. So I'm actually hoping that it doesn't go that, that route. I hope the game still happens. But um, I hope that the, the message comes across nice and loud. I actually think that you guys have like a decent chance, to be honest. Like if like at the moment, it can't get much worse. And plus, Liverpool are in a bit of a spot of bother at the moment as well. Um, so I think you guys actually have a good chance as like as in, as ever as the past two seasons, I guess. Even though your yep. team is really playing badly, you have to lose. So you go out and play. Yeah. You know they can play freely. But look, as long as Harry Maguire is in that central defense, uh, <laughs> central defense spot, as long as Scott McTominay is in that engine room, I literally I have no hope for United getting anything out of that game. Like I would just hope that our goal difference doesn't get affected too badly. You must have the faith. I have, I have faith in you guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, I agree with you. I mean. Is it... With um, with regards to how, um, what Liverpool squad is at the moment uh, pertaining to injuries and and so forth, it's probably a decent chance for us to to get points. But we got to look beyond that. What where's our squad going to be come one September after the win? I mean, the closes in the August. Yeah, first September. So, yeah, first September. So, where's our squad going to be on the 2nd of September? Who do we actually get in? And do we get in who Eric Denagi really wants? And if he doesn't, then I guess we're just in for another mediocre season. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. Yeah. One thing I don't get about United is is how is Maguire benching Varane? That's 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 one thing. So everyone can see what that guy, um, that Maga um, um, Maguire is not is, is not good. <laughs> Again, I, I, for me personally, I think it's it's a boardroom selection. Yeah, it's also the reason why Ari Maguire is still a club captain. Yeah, I mean, like, like, it, it doesn't I, make I, sense though. Like, yeah. why? If, I feel even, like this... even, even on the board, even even if you're on the board, you, you watch these games, you can see that that guy is not yeah. good. What what could be the reason behind it? They it they splurged eighty mil on him, so they want to save face. And he's English, so he has to play. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um. Another 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 board boardroom um action uh from my point of view, Scott McTominay. Because uh, we, we read in the past two days now that James Garner is being put up for sale for 14 million. I mean, he's, he has the potential to become one of the best English uh, players in this current generation. Mm -hmm. And he can't get into the first team for some weird reason. He's been put on the transfer list. And McTominay still gets his starts so, every yeah. week. Yeah. It's, it, it makes no sense. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, before uh, we run out of time, um, let's just get everybody's prediction for the United-Liverpool game next week. Uh, Odua, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> um, I think 
that one is going to be an easy one for Liverpool. Um, I'm going for a 2 0 win for Liverpool. Only two. Uh, only two. Salah with the brace, you say? Um, I think Salah and Diaz will be the scorers. Yeah. Diaz was immense. Oh, that strike yeah. from last night. <laughs> that was very good. Holy smokes. <laughs> And he was everywhere, but I saw him defending. Yeah. He was a right winger, he was a left winger. I saw him everywhere. So he had the mix with so much things. Ooh, bro. Yeah. yeah. Let's quality. Yeah, at least at least they're playing Monday again. So um he's gonna be well rested. Yeah. Yes. What's your prediction? Yeah, um I really, really want to go with the United week. I really do. But I'll, I'll go with a uh, 3-1 Liverpool. 3-1 Liverpool. Mubin? <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. You know, I'm, 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 I'm so deflated. This guy's deflated. I'm so deflated. You won't understand. It's, <laughs> I've, I've never felt like this in my life. <laughs> but I'm going to be optimistic as I... We go. As I am always when it comes to United, and I'm going to say 2-1. 2-1 okay. to United? 2-1 to United. Okay. I'm going to go with it. 2-1 to Liverpool. <laughs> what the, the, the score is, Ubin? What the score is <laughs> for the 2-1? For the um, an own goal. <laughs> Come on. United has to, start, has to start scoring some goals themselves this season, so might as well start there. He's playing as possible, but otherwise... <laughs> yeah. An angle and maybe a, a wonder strike from from the one to way Cristiano. Uh, I don't even think he's going to play next week, to be honest. I not say that. <laughs> what did you uh, say, Ed? What was your prediction? Uh, I said it was 2-1 to Liverpool. And I think the one goal from United is going to be scored by Jaden Sancho. And then I think Salah bags a brace. Uh, yeah. That is a wrap on episode 24 of 343. Uh, just a reminder once again that if you are joining us for the first time, then please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SportyCast. Give this video a like and give this video a share and hit that, hit that subscribe button at the bottom. Um, yeah, like interacting with our channel and our videos, it helps us quite a lot uh, with regard to the YouTube algorithm. Uh, so yeah, uh, we very much appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for pulling through. Always a pleasure, Odua. Thanks for making the time, man. Uh, hopefully, this is the the first of many. Good <laughs> man. Thanks, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, yeah, sure, I'll definitely pull through next time. Cool, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, I'm A for three four three, and I will catch you guys next time. <laughs>